7.3. Hey, you should do an intro for me. You're locked in with Atlanta's hottest hip-hop station. The Hype 87.3. Y'all heard that voice, man. He needs to do an intro. We got the homie Ken Folk checking in. It is your girl, Tampa Mystic. We live, like he said, on The Hype 87.3. Thank you for being here. For sure. Appreciate you having me. Give me some love first and foremost. Boom. We got to transfer that good energy, positive vibes. That's for what it's sure. all about. Sure. Um, introduce yourself. Go ahead, but break it down. I know you're an artist. Tell us a little bit about what all you got going on. Man, um, my, I go by the name of Ken Folk. You can follow me on Instagram, KenFolk underscore eight. That's K-E-N-F-O-L-K underscore eight. Yeah, I got a, a new record out called I'm Outside. I've been doing this for a minute, so I think it's time to really just get back into it and crank it back up. Absolutely. <laughs> and doing stuff like this right here is a good opportunity for people to learn your story. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because um, once you get to a certain level, which you're already, you know, partway there, you know what I'm saying? You're rising up, you're out here doing a lot, but people are going to want to know that type of stuff. They're going to be like, I want to know a little bit more about this Ken Folk guy, like, you know, where he from, what he got going on. So doing stuff like this is important. Right. So thank you for being here. Um, are you originally from the south side of Atlanta? South side, College Park. Okay, you from College Park. Shout yeah. out shout out to just the whole Atlanta market as a whole, man. I love it out here. I love the culture. Yeah. Um, I've been coming here. I'm an OG. I've been coming here since the 90s because I experienced the real Freak Nick. <laughs> yeah, that was a vibe. You know what I'm saying? But c- coming out here back then, I was like, man, I love the culture of Atlanta. I'm going to live there one day, and, and now I've been here for 10 years. So. Okay, you made it on up. I made it on up. Yeah. Um, take us back to, you know, when, when Kim Fuck was a JIT man out here in Atlanta. What What was it like for you? Uh, growing up, man, you know, I'm from the, like I say, I'm from the South Side. I've been doing the music for a while. I was originally into sports more before I got into the music. Got it. You know what I'm saying? I played football, went to college and all that. Okay. But at, at the time, I was still, you know, doing the music and just learning and learning my craft and trying to figure it out. Yeah. And um, I just kind of stuck with it for a while. But me, I be so on and off with it. I be having a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So I'll be on and off with it. But I'm like, you know what? I got all this music just sitting on this computer. Yeah. Just put it out and see what happens. As you should, because when you start throwing it out there, eventually something's going to stick, right? Something's going to stick. But you will not ever have that opportunity if you just leave it sitting in the vault. You got to put it out there. Yeah, it's like I got so many records just just sitting there, and I stopped doing the music and go do some other, I, I, I opened up a couple of businesses. Okay. So I, I, I be having stuff going on all the time. So it be yeah. like, do you really want to do it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a but lot. It, it, it's, it's just the love for it. You yes. know what I'm saying? It just stayed with me. So I'm like, you know what? I might as well just go ahead and do it. Absolutely. Music is like a lot of people's drug because right. we become addicted right, to it. Right, like right. we wake up thinking about it. You know, we be fiending to do something because it's like a drug for us. Um, taking it back, you said you were playing football throughout school. Yeah. Um, you played it in college as well. Yeah. What made you decide to not continue on to the NFL? Uh, I got hurt. Oh, okay. What type of injury? Hey, dang. Yeah. Meniscus? Uh, yeah. You tore your meniscus, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what be happening out there on either the basketball or the football. Yeah, that's a tough sport, though. Yeah. Like football is very physical. You you really, with football, you got to train yes. every day. Uh, absolutely. There's it, it, no days off with that. You know what I'm saying? If you really want to get to that next level, you're going to have to train. And back then, I, mm, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. <laughs> so I kind of like, you know what I mean? The, I was good. I was really yeah. good. So I kind of let my talent kind of like go to waste a little bit because I didn't do the, all the other steps because – 
you have to really like put your all into that. Absolutely, it's it it takes a ton of dedication. But yeah. if it's like not your first passion, where it sounds like music was, yeah. I can see why you wouldn't necessarily want to go all in and pursue it. Because maybe in the back of your mind and in your mental, you knew that that wasn't the route that you wanted to take for the rest of your life because you injured your knee. It could have ended up way worse. It could, yeah. You know, like a head injury or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I, what I do know is once you have an injury. It's never the same after it heals up. Did you have to have surgery? Yeah, yeah, I did. Dang, do you still have pain from it? Yeah, I do. I can only imagine. Yeah, I still got pain from 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and and the sad part is it probably won't ever go away. You just have to find things that... You got to learn how to deal with it. You just got to learn. Listen, I've been suffering for almost six years with three bulging discs in my neck, and um, I'm in pain every single day of my life, but I've just learn to kind of cope with it you know what i'm saying um with that being said you switch gears you know music was always a love for you Mm -hmm. when did you really say you know what man i need to stop messing around and go ahead and go full force with this how long has that been uh it's been about 15 years probably okay so you've been doing this for a minute yeah i've been doing it for a while you're seasoned in this business yeah you know, shout out to my OG, Bigger Rankin. He says that in order to really be seasoned, you got to be doing it for at least 10 years. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. You've been doing it for a long time. So you've seen a lot of change. Let's take it back to when you first started doing music and then fast forwarding to now throughout those 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say has been one of the most positive changes that you've seen that has touched the music industry as a whole? I like the growth of it. I like, I, like, I started when Atlanta was really growing, like yeah. the music scene in Atlanta was really growing. Yes. I like the creativity of it, you know what I'm saying? I started seeing how people was taking it from uh, big labels to independent and just doing their own thing yes. and growing really like the music is is from Atlanta. We created a whole nother sound. Absolutely. And kind of took over the world with it, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I kind of I kind of like that part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Having that growth and that elevation – keeps you motivated especially when you see it in your own city yeah i saw my own eyes yeah you've you've been here your whole life um go ahead real quick and pay homage who's a couple atlanta area artists that you know that you admire maybe their hustle or you know whether their music you know pay homage real quick yeah i know i I know a a lot of them personally yeah like jock yeah uh future like future my homeboy dope you know what i'm saying i seen him grow from like zero from the bottom yeah now he was like one of the biggest stars in the world. In the world, yes. Yeah, that's my buddy. That's amazing too. And that's motivation for you. Yeah. When you have someone that close to you that rises up like that, you're like, bro, like we can all do that. We can all do it. Yeah, there's nothing. The only person standing in our way is yeah. us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really got to just put that work in. Yeah, you got to have that work ethic. Yeah, you got to put the work in. Absolutely. You know, and that's that's where a lot of artists fall is because they have the good music, mm-hmm. but their work ethic sucks. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? They don't have the grind. They don't have the ambition. Right. What keeps you so motivated outside of your love for the music? Personally, uh, I just really love doing it. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I have a passion for it. Yeah. But I would stop and start, stop and start, stop and start. Yeah, life so, be lifing. Yeah, life be lifing. So I just <laughs> kind of like have a passion for it, and I just I just can't let it go. Yeah, understood. At, like I said, it's like our drug. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It keeps calling us back like Pookie. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of the night, we be waking up, hey, sweating, man, feeding. I, I, I need some I music. Need it. I need it in my life. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, what is your creative process? Do you write? You yeah. sit down and write all your music? Yeah, I do. 
Has your creative process changed at all over the years and how you bring your music together, or has it pretty much stayed the same? It pretty much stayed the same. I kind of, like, when I go to the studio, well, I don't write it. I put it on my phone. I put yeah. it on my notes. It's pretty much the same. Same right? thing, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just sit there and vibe to the beat. Most of the time, by the time I get to the studio, I already know how I'm going to do it. It don't take me 20, 30 minutes to do the whole song. How? how I admire that. Yeah. I admire someone who can put together and compose an entire song in 20 to 30 minutes because I personally don't think that I could do that. Just keeping it G. Yeah, I, I, before I even get to the studio, I already have it in my mind how I'm going to do it. Yeah. I done practiced and then rehearsed it the whole time I done had the beat. So by the time I get to the studio, I already know what I'm going to do. So did that come from you just maybe studying some of the greats in the industry and how they maybe compose their music and stuff like that to not necessarily say you're mimicking them, but the creative style of how they put their music together? Or is it something that you just develop on your own? That's, that's something I just develop on my own. That's just yeah. how I do it. You know what I mean? A lot of people got a lot of people don't write. They just go in the studio and just punch, punch, in, punch and in and do it how they do it. I'm a, I'm I'm a thinker. Yes. So I like to I like to put my words together. I like to put everything together. Yeah. I would be the same way if I was composing music. I would absolutely need to to write it because I want to think about it. Yeah. Are you an overthinker? Kinda. <laughs> I'm definitely an overthinker. Kinda, definitely. <laughs> it's a it's a bittersweet because it oftentimes can keep us out of bad situations because yeah. we overthink the situation, but it also can keep us out of good situations because we thinking Think too, too hard much, about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is something I've been talking about a lot on my shows. Um, mental health is very, very real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people suffer from depression and anxiety. Would you say that you writing helps with your mental? Yeah, it does. Sometimes it's certain things you just want to get out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So you're right about it. Yes. That's, that's, how, I, that's how I come up with certain songs. Yes. You know what I mean? If, if, if it's on my mind or if it's a situation that you not had to been through, yeah. write it down. Yeah. Even if I don't finish it that day, I'll write the concept down. Yes. I'll write it down and I'll come back to it and finish it up like yeah. that. Absolutely. Um, being that, you know, you're a writer, it, it it gets it off your chest, off your mental. Right, right. Because if we walk around and hold it in, that's when people get depressed and stressed out and all that stuff. So you have to get it off your chest, most definitely. Have you ever wrote for other artists? Um, no, not too much. Like underground independent artists i might help them out sometimes a little bit with they pen game yeah is that something at all that you would at any point in time be interested in doing because that's a whole nother money maker it's a whole nother yeah, business yeah I, I got some songs right now i want to sell <laughs> hey y'all hit them up you know what I'm saying? Songs right now music for sale some hits too. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely would you say that uh when you put your songs together do you create the hook first and then build around it the hook first yeah yeah, I do the hook first. That's what comes. Okay. Out of all the songs that Kim Folk has put out there, right? And we've been talking a little bit about mental health. Um, which one is the most important? Not really important, but the most personal song for you that you put out? Um, I got so many records. <laughs> I've been doing it for a long time. I got a lot of projects out. We'll say in the last couple of years. Which one's the most personal song that you've released maybe in the last two years? Uh, I had a song called uh, Long Day. Talk to us about that. That sounds personal. <laughs> we all have day. long, long days sometimes. Talk yeah, to us about the record. Day. It was kind of like a record. <laughs> it's kind of like um, it's funny, but not funny. It's got, got some real aspects into it. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm having a long day. Uh, my baby mama done went through my phone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> stuff, stuff like that yeah. in, in that record. But some of it was kind of personal. 
Understood. You know what I'm saying? When you make those personal type records like that, people resonate to that because mm-hmm. there's going to be other young men out there be like, bro, I w- I, I'm going through that right now. Right, right, right. And that's how you build your most organic core fan base yeah. is being transparent. So is it safe to say when people tune in and listen to your music, they're going to hear your story, your journey, everything that you've been through? They're going to hear it. Yeah. They definitely going to hear it. You're going to understand it, too. Do you have music like, you know, a catalog of like maybe some pain music, but you also might have some turn up music for the club, something for the, maybe the smokers. Do you have a little bit of everything in I, your catalog? I, yeah, I got a little bit of all that. Like when I put my music together and I put out projects, I try to give people each song, I try to do something for somebody else. Yeah, there you go. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have a song for a female. I'm going to have a song for something that you might go through. Uh, the club's definitely going to have that. The strip club's going to have them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I try to get a little bit of everything in the project. A well-rounded project. Yeah, so you won't just hear all this trap, trap, yeah. trap. Yeah. You're going to hear a little bit of everything. Absolutely. And this is, you know, maybe just my opinion. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. I really feel like that when you have a diverse album or a diverse catalog of music, you build a bigger fan base. I think so. I think that's how music used to be yeah. a long time ago. Right, right. That's kind of where I got it from. Yes. Like just building the, the catalog. You got to have something for everybody. Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of artists need to take it back to the basics, and that's yeah. what you did. Like you said, that's how the music used to be. And you think about a lot of the artists that came before you. Right. A lot of them could still pack out an arena. Right, And right. it's because they had a different formula. Right. Let me ask you this. A lot of them artists came out before social media was in existence, so they were forced to be in the streets grinding out. Would you still do music without social media? Yeah. You were doing it without social media. I came up in that era. Before social media, before uh, Instagram and TikTok and all that, that was the era I was in. So I'm used to the grind. I'm used to being out in the streets. I'm used to being out in the club, networking with the DJs. Yes. All that. That's That's what I do. Yes, absolutely. So let me ask you this, you know, any young artist out there that's just getting in this, aspiring to do this, and all they know is social media and releasing music on the digital platforms, what would you tell them, youngest? You got to come outside. Yeah. You got to come outside. You got to go network with DJs. You got to be at these record pools. You got to be at uh, New Music Monday. Mm. You got to be everywhere. Yes. That's the only way you're going to get yourself all the way out there. Social media is cool. People uh, tend to lean on that a little bit more because that's kind of what's going on. Yes. But you still got to come outside. Absolutely. Social media should just be a, a portion of what you do. Right, right, right. Get out here and shake hands and kiss babies. That's exactly. Rubbing elbows, as they say. Like, people want to know you're a real person. Right, right, right. Um, I heard you say, you, you mentioned a moment ago in one of your songs about a baby mama going through your phone, right? So you got kids. Yeah, I got two kids. You got two kids. Um, let's let's just chime in on that for just a moment. Um, how old are they? My kids is 20 and 24. Oh, you okay. You got adults. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got, I, my kids are grown. I'm Mine grown, too. I'm my son's 29. I got a whole 29-year-old. My yeah. son older than you. I'm grown. <laughs> we, hey, we grown. Okay. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I know that obviously that's some time ago. Yeah. But we never forget those moments of, you know, when the child, our, our kids are born. Um, right. How did fatherhood change your life? Oh, man, it, it made me look at life totally different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Back then, like I said, I was playing ball in college. Yeah. And I had my first kid. Yeah. So it kind of made me look at everything totally different because I wanted to be there. Yes. I wanted to do that. I wanted to be her father. Yes. So I made that happen. And 
is looking at your kids and then he just sees this is something that you created. Yes. It kind of made me be like, I got to really get on my grind. Yes. I got to really get on my grind and get on my hustle. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Being that you became a father and like you said, you were looking at life differently. Did it teach you to be more proactive rather than reactive about life? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because you had to, uh, for me, it was more about protecting. Yes. It was about protecting and I, you got to make sure your home is good. You got to make sure those kids is good. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure everything was lined up so they don't have to really too much worry about it. There you go. Absolutely. And you want to be the one raising them. I want to be the one raising my kids. Exactly. A lot of times these, you know, youngins, they get into situations because they're more reactive. Right. Then they end up going to prison and someone else has to raise that kid. We don't want that. Yeah, I try to teach them, think before you react. There you go. Think before you react. You know, you can't just react off impulse yes think about it before you do it because it can turn into a terrible situation that you can't get yourself out of a hundred percent it can't nobody can do nothing about it that's right right if someone if you feel some type of way and you pull out a gun and shoot someone and you kill them you can't take that back you can't take it back you that's what's done is done and and this is what i be telling a lot of these young artists it does not make you a sucker to walk away if it's going to save your life right I, th- I think what it is, and, and sit, tell me if I'm wrong on this. I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but you and I are kind of in the same age bracket, so it's up to us to have a voice to talk to some of these youngins and mentor them, right? right? right. Um, I think that a lot of these youngins are afraid to get beat up. That's why they carry a gun, because everybody walks around with a phone in their hand filming everything now. They don't want to be the one on social media. Getting, getting beat up because they have pride, so they would right. rather just pull out a gun. It's stupid, man. It, it's crazy. It's crazy the way they think about life. Yes. I, I think some of them really don't care about it. They don't. They don't care if they go to jail. They think, oh, this, this is going to be fun. I'll be out in a minute. No, you're going to be in there for 30 years. Yes, exactly. You're going to be in there for 30 years. Right, no early release. You're not going to see the daylight for a very long time. You're going to be an old man by the time you get up out of there. That's you know? why I say Think before you react. Yes. Sometimes you just gotta walk away. Or yes, if, if if your life is not in immediate danger, yes, just let it go. Absolutely. The only time a gun should come out is if your life is truly being threatened. Right. You know, if someone has a gun to your head and you're able to pull out a gun and shoot them first, that I go for it. I say protect yourself. Protect yourself. Means. Yes, but gosh, I thank you for talking about that real quickly because. I like this to be bigger than just music sometimes. Right, like, right. you know, the mental health is very real. Right. Um, and then that type of topic is very real. So thank you for taking a transparent moment with me. Oh, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind at all because I think they need to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Especially because you've got kids in their 20s. That's right. about the age when a lot of times they be acting up. You Wide know what I'm saying? Open. Yeah. Wide open. Do your kids, are they involved in music at all? Uh, Yeah, my son is. Okay, that's dope. He, he, he's just now getting into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's starting to learn himself. He got a good mentor. Yeah, yeah. Pops, you know what I'm saying? I, I put him up on game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. If you were not from Atlanta, and this might be hard to say or it might be easy to answer, do you think that being growing up in the Atlanta market had a major influence on you for wanting to do music? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. Talk to us. Like, what do you think it is about Atlanta that really touched your soul to want to do music? Uh, like, the music was just in me. Yeah. But when you seeing it live, when you go to these clubs and you see these like in Atlanta celebrities walk around everywhere like, all day long. Yeah. So you kinda like see these people or you know these people personally. Yes. So it's, it's like, damn, I could do that too, or damn, I, that's what I want to do. 
Yes. And you and you start to pursue it. You know what I mean? Like you see one of your homeboys that you went to school with, or one of your homeboys that was your neighbor. Yeah. Done blew up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it makes you it, it makes you want to grind harder. It makes you want to work at it. Absolutely, most definitely. And and Atlanta is just one of those cities that historically has produced a lot of superstars. Superstars. And I think it's important that people, especially the people from here, they need to do their history. Right, right. Do your homework and find out who are the people that paved the way for who's young and coming up now. Because there's a lot of artists that I think don't get the proper shine. You mentioned Jock earlier, Pastor Troy, and the list goes on. There's a lot of artists that maybe today aren't necessarily putting out a lot of music, but they were the ones that opened a lot of doors. Uh, Yeah, they definitely did. They definitely did. Like And people like yourself, you've been doing it too for a long time. Yeah, definitely. That helped a lot of people get to where they at too. What would what would you say is like one of the most important things in the Atlanta market? And I I can answer it on my side too, but I want to hear your answer. What is one of the most important things that you can do as an artist to get your music out here in Atlanta? Hit the streets. Hit the streets and hit the club. Hit the strip clubs. What I was thinking, no strip club, boy. Yeah, hit the streets and hit the strip clubs, <laughs> and all the clubs and, and hit, hit the DJs with it, and, and let them know like you serious about it. Yeah, I heard you say that earlier about networking with the DJs, and that is absolutely one of the most important things you can do. And um, I say the strip club because when I first moved to Atlanta ten years ago, one of my first hosting gigs was at Magic City. I was hosting every week for about a year there, and like you said. Future, T.I., Thug, they all used to come in there. They'd be in there. they just be in there chilling. You know what I'm saying? It's like, go tip the DJ 25 bucks or whatever to play your song while you got a T.I. in the building. What right. better time? Because what if he hears and be like, yo, that record hard. Who is that? You right. just never, you got to shoot right. your shot, right? Yeah, you got to make it happen. Got to make it happen. Um, have you been in album mode at all, or are you mostly focusing on singles at this point? Uh... Right now, I'm just focusing on singles, but I got a whole album. I got two or three albums done. Already done. Right now. If if you had to take a guess, how many songs do you have unreleased in your vault? Probably about 50 or 60. Got a lot. Yeah. Got a whole gang of them. Yeah. That's yeah, dope. They loaded up. That, so are you going to maybe break it down and do like 10 song albums? Yeah. That's, I'm not putting out more than 10 on yeah. each, each project. That's, a, that's a good number. I really feel like now I... Something got to stick before you really just put out an album. Because who, who, who knows you? Who going who gonna, to uh, go get your music? Where they going to go get it from? Yes. They don't know you. You got to build it up. You have to build a, your core fan base up. Yeah, once you do that, then you can put your music out. And then uh, gravitate to it a little bit more. Absolutely. I mean, that's how I feel about it. No, you're absolutely 100% right. And these younger artists need to hear that. Because sometimes they'll be brand new six months in. Talking about, I'm about to drop an album. For who? Yeah, who gonna hear it? <laughs> like, for who? Who you dropping it for? Your granny? <laughs> yeah, not, nobody gonna know it. Just being realistic. Um, what would you say to any of these younger artists? Again, you know, and I appreciate you being transparent. Um, for them to study the business, like for example, you know, getting on YouTube, watching, um, you know, other podcasts of the greats and stuff like that. You know, what would you suggest that these younger artists do to study the actual music business? Uh, learn the music business first. Yeah. Learn what you signing. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out what you want to do and, and what you want to receive from it. Yes. That's how I feel. Like, I think a lot of people just so anxious just to jump out there and do something. Yes. Just to know it don't go like that. If you don't know the business, if you don't study the game, 
you're going to be messed up in the long run. Yeah, that's how people get taken advantage of. Yeah, they're going to take full advantage of you. And don't ever sign a contract without having some form of legal representation. Right. Get you an entertaining attorney to read through it to make sure you ain't falling for the okie doke, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> What's been the biggest, like, scammy type situation that you've encountered? You ain't got to say no names, but, like, has there been a situation where you were involved in a situation and it come out to be some craziness that you can put out there for people to avoid uh not too much because i it most most everything i do i'm like 100 percent independent yeah so i kind of like do everything on my own keep your head on a swivel yeah i keep my head on a swivel so if i put it out there then i look at it like okay that didn't work or this didn't work or that didn't work i try to stay away from certain stuff yes that i feel if, if i don't feel it in my spirit like i ain't gonna rock with it. man that's facts absolutely um i heard you say earlier that you started a couple other businesses yeah. is that something you're currently pursuing uh they already rolling do you mind sharing what they are yeah um, i own a barbershop oh okay I dope a, i own a barbershop and i own a restaurant and i got a, a clothing line too Wow, you're like a multiple hustler. You know what I'm saying? You got to have multiple hustles. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Serial entrepreneur. And congratulations on all that because it's not easy starting businesses, let alone yeah. getting them really successful and out there. Right. Um, where's your barbershop located? Old National. Oh, it's on Old Net. Okay. The Net. Prime area for yeah. sure. Um, how long you had the barbershop? Uh, about four years, five years now. That's why you got the good hair. <laughs> Crispy. Yeah. Are you a barber yourself? Yeah. Okay, how long you been barbering? Shoes, 20 years. Long time. Long time. Long, long time. 20, that is really... D- probably 30 years. That's amazing. Yeah. What's the name of your barbershop for people that make... Colors. Colors. Yeah. With, with Just spelled... K, with, with a K. Okay, I was about to say, I know it had to have a little twist to it. Yeah, Colors. Colors with a K, yeah. most definitely. And your restaurant, what type of restaurant do you own? Uh... It's a like a restaurant and bar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's pretty much all the type of food that you want. Yeah. Also on the uh, south side? East Point. Oh, Main, in East Point. Main Street. That is dope, man. Right where all the history is, right? Yeah, right. I'm, I'm on the south side to death. I love it. How does it feel to be from a city where there's so much history at, like within the same industry you're in? Uh, man, it's, it's a beautiful feeling because – if if you put your mind to it, yeah, you can go do it. Yes, you can make it happen. You, it's gonna take a little bit of dedication, yeah, t- determination, really to get to where you're trying to get to. Yes. So that's that's how, that's, this is how I feel. That's how I always live. Do you have footage from like your earlier days of doing music? Yeah, yeah. You got some. Are you gonna at any point put a documentary together? I would like to. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep filming. You I, should. I, would, I, would, I would probably would. Absolutely. One of my favorite documentaries, I don't know if you've seen it or not, was The Art of Organized Noise um, with uh, Rico Wade, the founder of the Dungeon Family, and of Mm. course Sleepy Brown. And I, because I love Atlanta so much and I've been coming here for so long, um, I watched that documentary a couple times. And I just love it because it really breaks down the history of of Atlanta and how the Dungeon Family started. And, you know, Future, of course, started out under the Dungeon Family and, you know, all the other greats. Shout out to Big Gip and Goody Mob. And um, those type of documentaries mean a lot. That's why it's important that you have footage and stuff. So that way, at some point in time, you can put 
your own documentary together. Right, right. I haven't saw that one. I'm going to go look that one up. Yes, called The Art of Organized Noise. And in fact, when I moved here, one of my very, very first interviews I did was with Rico Wade, the founder of the Dungeon Family. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to get that interview because who knows, who better to know the culture of Atlanta than someone who founded the Dungeon Family, they you know? Start, they started the whole thing. The whole thing. And I, I, I think that we interviewed for probably over an hour because I was just picking his brain so right, much. It was right. just phenomenal. Um, have you done any collabs with any uh, recent recently here in Atlanta? Uh, not too much lately. I'm about to get back into it. Though. Yeah, kind of focusing on yourself right yeah, now. Yeah, I just want to. I'm trying to get my own thing going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't mind working with somebody else. You know what I mean. But right now, I just want I want Kenfolk to be their name. Yeah, I don't want to have to be able to say well. He had to do this or he had to do that. I wanted, I wanted to be kinfolk and then we get there. Absolutely. You don't, we're not riding other people's waves to get right. on. It, I mean, it's nothing wrong with that, but me personally, that's how, that's how I want to ride. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's – I think there's a little bit wrong with that. Like, why would you not want to stand on your own? Like, yeah. some of these people truly are – Dick riders. Let right. me just say it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> that's, that's just not how I move. It ain't how I operate. You know right, I mean? right. I, I, I don't mind collaborating. I, I actually want to do some collabs, but yeah. I really just want my name to stick. Absolutely. It has to make sense. Every move you have to make makes sense. You understand that. You're a serial entrepreneur. You have multiple businesses. Yeah. With that being said, being that you, know, you have a barbershop, you have a restaurant and bar, like a restaurant and lounge situation. Mm-hmm. You got a personal life. You got your music career. How do you balance that? What does work life balance look like for Kim folk? Vacation. Yeah. When I get when I get tired, I'm I'm working every day. Yeah. I work every day, whether it's in the shop or whether it's at the restaurant or the studio or whatever I'm doing, even with uh, my clothing line. When I get tired, when I feel like I need that break, I just take my break. Yeah, you have to. I take my break because I'm a seven-day-a-week type of dude. Yeah. Every day, I don't take breaks. Yes. When it's time for it, I just go on vacation for a couple of days and reset. Our body's going to let us know. It's going to let you know. I remember my dad always saying, because my dad worked like 60 hours a week because my mom couldn't work, you know, due to health issues. But I remember my dad saying that our bodies are like batteries. Right. Every now and again, we got to stop and recharge it because otherwise to. it's going to die. You got to. Yeah, and that's always stuck in my head because I'm like you, I'm a hustler, I'm always going. And there was a point in time where my body did shut down. Like, I remember I was, I passed out because I was so tired. Yeah. And that was a scary moment for me yeah, when it. I came to and I was like, I got to start getting more rest. You got to get your rest. You got to yeah. drink that water. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Make sure you hydrate yourself. Yeah, because you can be dehydrated <laughs> and you can have fell out somewhere for real. Absolutely. That, that, that's, your health is very important. Health is wealth, right? Yeah. Most if you don't got no health, you can't do nothing with a billion dollars. What are we? What good are we if we have bad health? We're not. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. So thank you again for, you know, being transparent about that, that we for have sure. to get our rest. I be hearing these youngest time, oh, yo, get no sleep, Tina. It's going to catch up to you, I promise. It's definitely going to catch up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an OG. I'm 49. I'm very transparent about my age. Trust me. I used to be that person until right. I, I, I literally fell out. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? No, I got to slow down a little bit. Still you, you got to. stay active, but get that rest in, most you, definitely. You, you absolutely have to do all of that. If you don't do it. Yeah, when you're young, you can move a little bit more. No, no days off, no <laughs> sleep, all that. I understand that when you're young, but eventually, 
It's going to catch up with you. I think once you get into, like, them 30s, it starts to catch up. It hits you. It does. It, it hits, hits you, you like a ton of bricks sometimes, like it's a major wake-up call. Um, I know you got a lot going on with your businesses and music. Is there any other, like, at any point uh, business ventures, you know, that you haven't pursued yet that you're interested in doing, or are you going to kind of keep it where it's at? Right now, I'm just trying to balance it all out right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> and actually uh, working on some more spots for far as restaurants. Okay, dope. I'm working on that as we speak. So I'm kind of like just kind of balancing it out and trying to build it up. That Now that's dope, taking your existing business and expanding it. Right. Having like maybe multiple locations. Yes. That is dope. Kind of like shout out to Pinky with Slutty Vegan. She started out as a food truck and now she's got multiple locations. Whoa. You know like what she, I'm saying? She killing it right she now. She killing it. Like I admire her. She's motivation. She's right. goals. I had seen, not to get off on a tangent, but I, I followed Jermaine Dupree on Instagram, and he posted uh, something that Pinky had sent him talking about she was working a job, mm-hmm. and when they found out that she was pursuing her business outside of that, they laid her off. Yeah. The same thing happened to me when I moved here. When they found out I was doing this stuff, they laid me off. But guess what? That was God. That was God right that's, there. That's the blessing. Yeah, God intervened and said, no, you don't need to be working for nowhere else. You need to be doing your own thing. Do your own th- and now look at her. She's wealthy. She's... She thriving got more money than them. exactly right the people that fired yeah, you. <laughs> absolutely what made you decide that you wanted to um open up other businesses you know outside of music uh me uh just doing what i do like i, I used to promote parties okay I used to promote big parties you know what i'm saying like back in the day at the ritz yes yes all these different little clubs around atlanta i used to be a promoter i was one of the biggest promoters and i started seeing how, how the business worked so I'm like, I need to get off the promoting side and yes. get into ownership. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of made me want to get into the business side of it. Absolutely. I know two other big promoters out here who've done the same thing. Um, let me shout them out. Shout out to Smurf World. He That's was a dog. Yeah, now he owns Tiger Tiger. He went from being a big promoter at the strip clubs and stuff. Now he owns Tiger Tiger. Yeah, man, don't work together before. He's a good dude, man. Like, he's solid. Um, and then uh, Dreams as well. Like, big promoter now. He owns Dreams, ATL on and offside. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So, it's about ownership, like you said. Yeah, shout out to them boys. Shout, shout out them. Smart shout out to boss. you, bro. Yeah. Like, you out here killing it, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Like, you are goals and your motivation. You know what I'm saying? I try to be. No, no, no. You do. You ain't trying, you doing it. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, what do you got coming up? Do you have other music-related stuff that you're going to be tapping into that we can look, uh, be on the lookout for? Yeah, just uh, singles right now and uh, videos. I'm big on the visuals. Absolutely. I, I like to have visuals with all my songs. Yes. Who are you working with uh, to do your visuals? Uh, Vic, Vic Supreme. Okay. There's so many dope video video guys, videographers, excuse me, videographers out here in the Atlanta market. Yeah, you, you real dope. What's your latest, uh, excuse me, what's your latest video that you put out? I'm outside. Okay, so that's, out. I'm outside, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's on YouTube right now. It's on YouTube and then singles out on all the digital platforms. Yeah. Which we're going to listen to here in just a moment. Come on with it. Come on with it. It's a hit, it's a banger. Yeah. Who produced it? Uh, my producer name, M.A.J. Okay, from here in uh, Atlanta Market? Yeah, from the south side. Do you record yourself or do you go to the studio? Uh, I go to the studio. Okay. I ain't, I ain't into that. Like, I let them do that. <laughs> y'all make the beats. Y'all do the engineering. Let me stick to what I do. Yeah, because you already got enough going on yeah, as is. I don't have time to do it. I'm going to let them do that. <laughs> but they pretty good. They they actually real good. That's dope. The people that do my stuff, they yeah. real good. What does a typical studio session look like for Kim Folk? We in there. We get in there. We get in on time. 
and and knock it out. We're going to smoke a little bit, yeah. talk about a little bit, talk a little trash, get it done. Do you like a lot of people in there with you, or you no. like a, a low-key? I don't, I don't do all that. Yeah. I don't like going to big studios where everybody be at. <sighs> I like to go to <laughs> Well, I go to my personal spot, and whoever I invite with me isn't never going to be more than two or three people. I like to work. I don't, I don't got time to play around. I don't got time to be just sitting there and doing all that. I want to go to the studio. It's a job. It's work. It becomes a distraction, yeah. and it could be a safety issue. I don't do that. If you go to some big studio and there's just a bunch of people wandering around that you don't know, don't one of them know. could they could be hot in the head. Right. You know, that's, I'm here. You see, I tell people, please don't bring more than two people because I'm here by myself, right, you know, right. so we got to keep ourselves in a safe, comfortable environment. Right. So, and like we said, it becomes a distraction. Yeah, so I when I get down, it's time to work. It's time to work. You about your business. Strictly. Straight like that. Yeah, for sure. Have you thought about mentoring with any younger artists? Yeah, if they uh, reach out to me, I, I help them out in, in the best ways I can. Yeah, that is dope. Paying it forward. Yeah, for sure. Who was it? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You never know. You never know what's going to happen in the future. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? You might help somebody out that get you, get them in a, a great situation or help them get to where they're trying to get to, and they become a mega star. Absolutely. And then guess what? They might come back and reach out to you. Or exactly. Or they pass it on to somebody else. That's right. Paying it forward, most right. definitely. That is dope, man. Well, we're about to get into your record. Right. Yeah, um, before we do, tell everybody where they can follow you at on all your social platforms. Uh, Kenfolk underscore number eight on Instagram. Okay, most definitely. Are you on any other platforms or mostly just uh, IG? TikTok too, but not really. Yeah, that's me like too. <laughs> I'm more just uh, follow me on yeah, IG. Just, yeah. yeah, just follow me on Instagram. And is it Kenfolk eight on YouTube as well, or just uh, Kenfolk? Okay, so they can find you there or they can look up the title of the record or whatever, yeah. most definitely. Um, I know you got a lot of people that are supporting you, loving on you. It's important we pay homage and give people their flowers. Who you sure. want to shout out to? Uh, I got to shout out to my family, pretty much. That's who I rock with a lot. Yeah. My family, my brothers, and my homeboy, uh, Take Good Money Carleone. He was one of my dogs and he keep me going he the one really like man you got to get back out here you <laughs> got to do it you got to you know like i was like man i'm done with it. i'm gonna go open up another business <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm cool but then he keep me motivated he keep me going that's the type of people you want to keep in your corner yeah man. that believes in you i love him to death. yeah and he knows you got it in you yeah because he he hear all the music yeah and he like bro this is it this one of the ones you just got to <laughs> keep going but I, I, like I say, I start something, and I stop, and I start and stop. But I be trying to do so much other stuff. Like with this, you got to really just put a lot of focus on it. If you're really going to do it, if you're going to really push it out there, yeah. you got to really just focus on it. Absolutely, most definitely. And shout out to yourself for just being so dope and, and a hard worker and a grinder and all that. So definitely shout out to you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Facts, man. We better get into this record. I'm outside with it. He outside with it. We outside with it. Um, go ahead and give me that official introduction. Hey, this your boy Ken Folk, man. Check out my new single. I'm outside on the hype, eighty seven point three. Let's go. You're locked in with Atlanta's hottest hip hop station, the hype, eighty seven point three. Yeah. Hey, it threw my flag on my. You know. Yeah, we go outside, nigga, I'm outside, I'm outside, I'm outside, I'm outside with it. We go on it down together, we go shine, no matter any weather, wherever we 
and they take the land breath from me. I'm on top, count rock, I'm talking jettity. She fell in love with a real nigga pedigree. I got the recipe, so I let me lay down, kicking all kind of flavor. Stay away from the maters, do better, go get some paper. I'm ballin' like a lake of three pointers at the stable. She ain't gon' find another nigga like me, go down, make em, shake em. Better get your bit before I break her. Take her, take her straight to fill straight lace. Save her, big drip, nigga, get your weight up. My bitch, a whole vibe, she gon' ride with a clear mouth. Let's get it, we goin' live. We gon' get some paper whenever we outside, nigga. Shit, I'm out here having my way. Hey, fuck a hater, man. They always have a son to say. I'm outside with it, ballin', putting it right in your face. Southside with it, all my shooters right in their place. You make the wrong move, homie, you get buried in the I'm for my city, let's get it, we going live. We gon' get some paper whenever we outside, nigga. 